So they settled on a name. They settled on a name, a replacement for Aunt Jemima. The, 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 the syrup, the pancakes, mm, delicious, I tell you. Tony Katz, great to be with you. Tony Katz today on Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. So you can head on over there and like the page. The podcast at Rumble, rumble.com. And the new name of Aunt Jemima syrup is... You got to love that. You got to be impressed by that, right? That we have a drum roll just on cue. The new name of Anchemima Syrup, Pearl Milling Company. Yeah. That's how, that's how the rest of us felt about it. It's a bad name. Founded in 1888. The originator of the iconic self-rising pancake mix that would later become known as Aunt Jemima. They want to take uh, the, the logo there. And they think that it's a bigoted logo. Fine, fine. Go ahead. Go ahead. You still could have called it Aunt Jemima. You could have at least, I don't know, found something that was interesting. Pearl Milling Company? I mean, tip of the hat to the, to the old school, but it, it, it's... There's no love there. There is no love there. Sorry, it's just, you know, one of those things. We talked yesterday uh, about this shooting that had taken place in Minnesota, and it was just breaking. Well, it's a story. Uh, A 67-year-old in custody. One person is dead. Five people were shot. This is at the, I think it's pronounced Alina, the Alina Clinic Crossroads. So one dead, five uh, five people were shot, one person died. Other four victims were brought to a, a, another local uh, hospital. Um, this is still an investigation. You know, as is being reported, 15 shots were fired. Someone just came in and started shooting uh, uh, the gun and a briefcase. Um, there were there's conversations about bombs. This is all going to come together, you know, soon enough. Witnesses saying they heard explosions during uh, the attack. I found it interesting that we don't have more. That while it got some coverage, it didn't get the intensity of coverage I thought it would get as we were kind of breaking it yesterday. And okay, here's here's what we know uh, of what's going on, and I, I, that's that's all we had. So of course, it didn't go forward, right? You don't you don't make things up you you wait till you have the information and then you can share the information i was just surprised there wasn't more push on the subject more information out there impeachment uh you don't want to talk about somebody involved in a shooting and on joe biden's watch right unfortunately the mind goes to all those kinds of places really and truly does I mean, or we could focus on things that are just in the administration's purview, like Secretary Pete Buttigieg, Secretary of Transportation, talking about roads. What's the biggest way that transportation has been permanently changed by the pandemic? It's too soon to know for sure, but I think it's safe to say that our old patterns of life, uh, the nine to five Monday through Friday commuting patterns, are not going to be exactly the same. Yeah, and so how might that change what 
your stuff does. Uh, you know, we think trains, planes, and automobiles, but uh, uh, what about bikes, scooters, wheelchairs, for that matter? Those are things you plan to pay more attention to. Absolutely, yeah. Look, roads aren't only for vehicles. we got to make sure that, that pedestrians and individuals and bicyclists and businesses can all coexist on the same roadway. You cannot coexist with bicyclists. I'm sorry. Sorry, can't be done. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get yelled at. I am cool with it. My issue is not with you riding a bike. My issue is with you thinking that riding a bike is important. Roads are for cars. Roads are for trucks. Roads are for buses. Roads are for the movement of people, not you deciding that you can make a left turn without signaling because, look, I'm in spandex, and I'm just like the guys who do the Tour de France, except, you know, without the hills. And, of course, the absolute incredible gifts of athleticism. But I've got the good hat. Well, the wind resistance must be amazing. Just sliding right through. You're just so quick. There's a joke in there somewhere, but I'm not doing it. I really don't have an issue with with people riding a bike. I mean, that would be a weird thing to have an issue with. I have an issue with bikes thinking that they are akin to cars on the road. They're not. And the cities that create these bike lanes, they take away parking spaces for it. They reduce traffic for it. This is some very, very messed up stuff because it isn't based on safety. It's based on being anti-car. And these conversations, O'Toole is his name from the Cato Institute, I believe, uh, is written about this. I forget his first name. Um, it's being, it's, it's anti-car. That's what it is. Well, you know, the, the, the bikes, they reduce uh, pollution. Uh, well, it's an interesting conversation there. Because one of the things that happens with the bicyclist is that because uh, they are uh, moving in and out, there's more braking, there could be more idling. Then, if you want to talk about the health of the bicyclist in downtowns, they're riding through and riding next to exhaust. But the biggest part of it is it's trying to keep cars off the road. And this is a mistake. People's movement creates opportunity, never mind joy. The more ability you have to move freely, the more joy you have. Think about it in a very, think about it in a very, very microcosm kind of way. Have you ever done an MRI? Have you, have you ever gone for one? I went for one once and five minutes. All right, I was done. And it wasn't the claustrophobia, right? Because you, you lay down on, on, on the thing and then, right, you, your, your head goes in and then there's like this, they call it a cage that goes over your head. And it's got the mirror thing so you can see your, your, your toes there and you can see people. And you got the, the little bulb in your hand in case you got yourself an issue. And they were willing to play me music. I was like, oh, this is cool. And then you slide in. My issue was not uh, the, the, the claustrophobia. My issue was I find very often that I give my neck a little crack. I don't know about you. Producer, are you ever do that? No. Just, give your, just, you know, just, just, give, just move your neck, give it a little crack? No, I'm a knuckles guy. Are you? Okay. So, so same, same concept, right? I find that my neck doesn't hurt, right? I'm not in pain. But I find that 
like there comes a moment where like, oh, it just feels a touch stiff. And maybe it's a maybe it's a tick, like a nervous tick kind of thing. But I do that. I do it often. Maybe a chiropractor is gonna be like, You are going to die, Tony. Stop that immediately. And then people are gonna say, Why are you listening to chiropractors? They're crazy people. I don't think chiropractors are crazy people. They're fine. Um and I realized between they had they my head was too big to have a pillow, so I don't really have the the pillow there. So I'm leaned back a little bit more. The cage is on. I have headphones on because they're they're playing me a little Stevie Ray. I had Stevie Ray Vaughan playing. I couldn't make that crack. It's not really my neck. It's more like the neck, shoulders, that upper back. And I couldn't do it. I couldn't move it. I was like, okay, I'm done here. And I squeezed the bulb, and she's like, hey. I'm like, yeah, we're done. And she's as if she had heard that a million times in her life. The nurse was like, all right, we'll get, we'll get you out right now. Five seconds later, which felt like five years, I was out. I re- I've got to admit, I felt really, it took me a good half hour to get my bearings back, which was a very strange, strange feeling in and of itself. Like, I didn't know that that would happen. I was, I was, I was rather taken by the fact that I was just, I mean, I drove home. It wasn't like a thing I was drugged up for. Um, because you can do that. You can do the one that you're drugged up for, and, and who knows, that, that, that may come. Um, but, like, I felt off. My stomach was off. I just felt a little queasy from the whole, from the whole experience. Why? Because I could not move freely. Moving freely is very important in a free society. And people want to drive from point A to point B. They want to Uber from point A to point B. I have no problem if you want a bike, but you aren't as important as a car. Next question. The bicyclist is not as important as the car. That's not anger. Those are facts. And anytime we say otherwise, we are nuts. So when Pete Buttigieg says roads are for more than cars... What he's saying is, hope you enjoy another 22 minutes on your commute. Really and truly. Oh, and that gas guzzler, that's got to go because you're going to spend too much time idling. So we're going to need electric uh, vehicles for you. Oh, we don't actually have enough ability to power all the electric vehicles that these people want to put out there? Hmm. Guess you can only drive on Monday, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Hey, (laughs) be thankful it's three days a week. Am I right? No one drives on Sunday. The whole country is Ocean Grove, New Jersey at that moment. Every time they talk like this, you realize that this is just a long-awaited plan that someone thought of in a faculty lounge about how to really make things better. I'm not angry with bicyclists. I just want you to know your damn place. I'm Tony Katz.